The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On this episode of UFC Unfiltered, it is Jimmy's still gone, but I got my buddy Phoenix Connavalli. Say hello, Phoenix. Hello, everybody. Oh, that's exciting. And of course, Chris, the producer. And we got TJ Dillashaw talking about his upcoming fight versus John Lineker this Friday night at UFC uh, 207. And the great, the legend, Boss Rutten calls in. Fucking UFC Hall of Famer. Wow. Oh, and his salty language. So uh, just to make note of that. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Hi, Jim. Wait a second. I'm wait, not Jim. Wait just a minute. <laughs> All right, that is not Jim. Nope. Chris, the producer. No, way too pretty to be Jim. That is Phoenix, a buddy of mine. Phoenix. You ready for this? The yeah. way I pronounce your last name? Yeah. Carnivale. You did good. It's a fun name to say. You did good. Say it, Chris, the producer. Phoenix Carnivale. I yeah, love well, that. You don't got to add your own twist to it. <laughs> but let me tell you, Phoenix is a, a friend of mine. When Jimmy, when Jimmy's away, and I, I always miss Jimmy when he's away, but I, I, what I like to do is I like to bring in people I feel comfortable with that know about the great sport of mixed martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> Mick martial, mixed martial arts. I should know how to say that. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. Show You've had a lot arts. of practice, and um, and not only that, somebody I want to hang out with because, like, well, <laughs> even I'm about to break Longo's ball. He's not even here. Like, yeah, uh, the last show we had the great Ray Longo on because again, a guy I could just shoot the shit with. I don't want no no stiff in here, Phoenix. Oh, you don't have to worry about. All right, that. don't don't fuck this. <laughs> Phoenix, I'm so he's happy like, you're here. He's like, no pressure. And then every three minutes, he's like, don't fuck this up, though. No, no pressure, no. though. But don't I, fuck no, this no, up. No, because Phoenix has her own thing. She does a thing over at Everlast, right? What do you yep. Do? You have a show? What's your show called? It's called In Fighting Shape. All right. We'll plug that later on. Yeah. But um, so I told her, I go, look, that's all great with what you're doing, but this is the official UFC podcast. <laughs> so I keep telling her that. She's like, yeah, yeah. No, come on. And not only that, listen, we have so much to talk about. Today, three people. We got Dominic Cruz, the great, the champ. Dominic Cruz calling in. We have TJ Dillashaw calling in. Uh, both are fighting this Friday night at UFC 207. Pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Fucking excited about that. Me too. We're talking about that whole call. Oh, Turn around to very everything. Very excited. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. And who I'm real... I'm, listen, I'm psyched to talk to everybody today. But Bas Root. Now this guy... Uh, people don't... Let me tell you. They don't... Th- yes, El Guapo. They do not... 
I, they, you know, people throw like the words like pioneer and legend around too easy. They, they throw that around just uh, too much. It's not true for a lot of people. For this guy, though, for this guy, Phoenix, <laughs> it's true. I, no, I'm with you 100%. Now, let me ask you. I, I'm a big fan of his. I don't have to. I don't have to have you. Don't have to prove your MMA knowledge to me. You know who Boss Rutan is? Of course, I know who Boss Rutan is. Give me a little of his background. All right, so Boss Rutan has fought like in K one. Yes, fought uh, in Pride. Not Pride. Uh, Good. I'm gonna go King 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 of Pancreas. Oh, King of Pancreas. Fuck yes. Yeah. He, he, and uh, he's had like a million fights. Did you ever watch those old school Pancreas fights? I, yes, and it was crazy. Weren't? Couldn't you like headbutt and stuff like nah, that? No, in the Pancreas ones, it was a little different. They wore these big boots. Do you know what these yeah. are? Did you ever see this, Chris the producer? They look like boxing shoes, sort of. Well, no, no, they were like they were, but they were like big, like up to your knee. These yeah. big, these big shin guard slash boots. And it's dude, and they they used to go for a lot of like they were regular like speedos or whatever like shorts, but they had to hit open hand standing up, and on the floor it was like leg lock city yeah. because the only thing you could really grip were those big boots. So guys were just tearing these, you know. And Boss Rudin, that dude, all, I mean, there was a, you know Japanese guys. Ken Shamrock fought on that circuit. He fought him a couple of times. Uh, fought Boss, but um. It, Boss Rutten, you, you got this big bald guy from Holland who had the body of a superhero. He'd go in there and he'd be knocking guys, just putting them down with fucking palm strikes. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, and kicks and everything else. But and he was he was dynamic. And I remember because when I was coming up in the nineties, we used to. It wasn't like now you just put things in the computer and whatnot. I remember getting like VHS tapes and this and that. And I'm watching these fights in Japan. I'm like, who the fuck is this yeah. guy? You know what I mean? He later on uh, became the UFC champion by beating um, the late uh, Kevin Kevin Randleman. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for the for the title, and uh, he's just an all around warrior. You know, and he's been in um, uh, Kevin. He's he's buddies with Kevin James, and he's been in a couple of his movies. Uh, one that stands out to me is. Um, what is it? Here comes the boom. Yeah. You ever see it? I love that one because he plays also an aerobics instructor. Yeah. No, he's, and he's I've done that. that. So he's like teaching MMA and then he runs and go teaches like a crazy spin class and then he runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a great personality. I'm, really I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited he's on the show. I want to I wanna save all this gassing up for when he gets on. No, but too. you know what's cool about him? You're talking about how he's used palm strikes, but he's been in a bunch of street fights. Oh, and, yeah. And like that, well, not bar fights or whatever. He's talked about all of his yeah. like self-defense experiences. You watch no, his self-defense tapes. Yeah. They're awesome. Oh, and I haven't seen those. No, it was about he, him in a bar, telling how to defend yourself in a bar yeah, fight. Yeah, but I, I, okay, so I was in a bar fight many years ago. Not a yeah. bar fight, but this guy. I was talking to a girlfriend, and and this guy, I knew this guy next to me was completely inebriated, and like, you know, when you're a girl, and you know, a guy's like super drunk, you don't want to make eye contact with him because you know he's gonna be like, hey, what's up? And yeah. So I was like avoiding him, so I purposely was had my face turned to him so I was looking at my friend next had, to me you had the creep vibe going yeah it was total creep vibe so he licked the side of my face uh, oh so my you know being, that's not a good approach for a no girl? no it's no no All right. I'm gonna, it was like you ever see Terminator 2 you see what he's writing he's crossing that off his uh, <laughs> you ever see Terminator line. 2 when he licked Sarah Connor's face when she's like in the mental institution oh, that totally grosses oh, me yeah. out <laughs> I do remember that so you know being a fan of boss instead of punching a guy in the face because you could break your own hand especially I'm, I'm like 5'2 you know 116 mm. pounds I'm tiny I palm strike this guy like hard. 
Yeah. And then he fell off his chair, and like that's my ode to boss. I, I palm strike this guy. Well, you're a little fucking hellraiser, <laughs> Phoenix. You better no, calm down. No, but you know you gotta, you know, don't, it's my, don't you gotta end up like uh, in prison. Like uh, boss ended up in a Swedish prison, from what I read. Did he really? <laughs> I read that in Krista Producer's notes. What is that about? Wow, we have to ask him no, about I, that. I want to talk to him about a lot of things, you know. But before we get to that, now listen. Obviously, you knew who Boss was, so yes. you have MMA knowledge. I'm not here to question your <laughs> MMA knowledge. I, we know, we know, you know about the, the great sport MMA, and you're a UFC junkie. Let me ask you something, uh, just to show people that you're more just the uh, the chick that knows uh, how to fight. And by the way, you fought a few times. Yeah, I won Muay Thai. I Muay Thai. Muay Thai yeah. How many Muay Thai fights you have? Only five. Only five. That's fucking more than Chris the producer has. <laughs> At least five more. Yeah. Well, I got into martial arts late in life, but um, it's all good. You're a fucking martial artist, but yeah, enough man. of that. <laughs> Listen, this is what I want to talk about. Sure. I'm gonna have to throw some questions at you. Okay. All right, because I want to show people why I hang, why we're cool. Why we hang out? Um, Wolverine in the comic, not the not the uh, not the movie Wolverine, not Hugh Jackman in the comic. How tall was he? He's five three. He is five three. Yeah. Did you know that, Chris, the producer? I, only because you've mentioned it a couple of times. All right, well, yeah. that's, not a, that's an easy one. She might have got that from listening to the show. Okay. Logan James Howlett is his real name. Oh, fuck. All right. She got my second question. How did you know I was going to ask that? <laughs> I don't know. but You know? But he is. He's short. He's short in the, uh, in the comic. Really quick. Give me your... No, it doesn't have to be quick. Your three favorite comic book-based movies. Ah... <sighs> You know? I really, really see. Every day you ask me, it's going to be a different answer. Yeah, well, right, give me now, right now, what, what, what pops in your head when you? I say, give me the three, your three, uh, your three favorite Marvel. I'm not saying Marvel because Marvel doesn't great, but I love Marvel. I love Marvel. Um, Deadpool was Dead, so good. Deadpool I was, was so there. impressed with Deadpool. Did you ever see it, Chris? I haven't seen that. You no. have to see Deadpool. You have to see Deadpool. I've a, heard was, a ton of good things. It was really good. Yeah, I really, Go ahead, I really number, like Deadpool. Give me number two. I loved Civil War. Civil War is fantastic. Chris, the producer, you ever see that? Well, no, that's no. why we don't oh hang out. Oh my god, Chris! <laughs> you don't have to be a comic book guy to like. These no, you, you really don't. Don't you really get me. Don't. Listen, we're gonna get back. Ronda Rousey's fighting this weekend. Yeah, I know. Friday it's, night. That's a big. Day. And she's fighting Amanda Nunes, and it, we're gonna talk about that. The whole card. TJ TJ Dillashaw is calling in. He's fighting John Lineker, who's our height, by the way. He, I he, know. He could play Wolverine in the fucking... <laughs> if, they have a, if they have a recast and redo that, you could put John Lineker as Wolverine. You could. I mean, put some claws, and then he does those fucking hooks. He'll be... He's out. got Look the ferocity for Imagine it. him with the Berserker Rage. I like that. that. I like that. I can see him as Weapon X, and he's fighting TJ Dillashaw, and that's that could be like the dark horse of this whole fucking card. Look at Chris Producer. He said that earlier, but I said it first the other day. TJ's so movement, he's, though. He's TJ's happy I said that. movement and combinations. I think Lineker, it's not going to be an easy fight for either one of them. But No, but I feel, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be the Matador versus the Bowl. Yeah, you know? yeah. Very yes. good analogy. I'd love and, that. I'm stealing uh, it. <laughs> You're stealing that. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? He's so in and out, and he comes in at different angles, and the other guys are brooding. Comes in and just yeah. starts on the bottom. I mean, listen, that Dotson's not an easy guy to find, mm-hmm. and he found him. So yeah. that, that, that sticks out in my head. Yeah, me too. I can. You know, can see that, that guy's all over the place, man. He's, you know? I'm such a fan of um, Dwayne Ludwig. So yeah. I might have a little bias there because I like that fighting style. There's nothing wrong with having bias. Okay. In this place. All right. You know. But, uh, but I got to give you my number Lineker's three. not calling in. Lineker's oh, not okay. calling in. So, so you can feel good. You can, you can just look at hey, This guy's TJ's doing my show. So I, I, you know, I feel good. Okay. Uh, you need my I number three. Say? I was what I was going to get to. All right. My number three. I'm yeah. saying this today, but it's Winter Soldier. I was about to say that. I was about yeah. to say that. I love Winter Soldier. That's a fucking Soldier. good movie, Krista Producer. Yeah, I, I saw that. One. What do you want to tell me? To grow up? 
Let, let me tell you how good that movie is. I'm not the biggest Captain America fan. Uh, who is? But and, and I was like, this is a good freaking movie. Yeah, you know, that was like a spy movie. Like, yeah. it, but it, but he's wearing a, a Captain America uniform. Like you wouldn't even if that if they take him out of that uniform, it could have been like any other. You know, it was like it was like a grown up movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what's cool about my kids? That came out a while ago, and I took my two oldest to go see that, and they sat through that whole thing. And they were young when they saw that because that came out a few years ago. I don't know. I always bring it back to my kids. You know what Somehow. I liked about yeah, it? The Christmas fight time. scenes. The fight scenes had a lot of MMA influence. And yeah. I'm loving that with superhero movies now is that you're seeing a lot more grappling. You're seeing a lot more arm bars. You're seeing oh, a lot more. Oh, you know. <laughs> Ant-Man was on last night. That's funny movie. And, uh, and, he's, and there's, a, there's a scene. You ever see Ant-Man, Christopher Dews? I'm just going to give uh, up. I'm doing these rundowns. That's oh, what yeah, I'm you're doing. busy. <laughs> and you do a good job with that. You, you really know? do. You know, Jimmy says that all the time. You know, Christopher Dusa, he's this and that, but he knows how to get these rundowns. If I'm only getting, I'm jealous because I have to do this by myself for my podcast. When I got this, you email know, this is the official podcast for the UFC. It is the official. Phoenix. I'm sorry for yelling at you, but uh, <laughs> so back to, Ant- to it, Matt. Back to Ant Man. He there's a scene in Ant Man where he goes and he has to get these plans, and he has to get. And he, next thing you know, he's going to the Avengers fucking man, the Avengers uh, uh, fucking headquarters. Headquarters. That's right. Uh, I was gonna say the mansion, but it's the X-Mansion. Yes. X-Men. I'm an X-Men guy. I'm a mutant. There's the Avenger uh, Tower. The there Avenger is, but tower. I wasn't the tower. They were at the, uh, the, the, the fucking headquarters. So he goes in and he gets met with Falcon and Chris <laughs> Medusa. I heard I see Chris Medusa just looking and like, oh, he's a grown ass man. But listen, so, and, and at one point, he, he like, I don't know, he goes big and small, small and big, you know, the whole Ant-Man thing. And he just jumps into a fucking triangle or something. You, had a, you see that? Yeah. Oh, it's great. It has no. nothing to do with anything, but it, no, it does. You were talking about mixed martial arts. I and, uh, absolutely love the way oh, fight scenes are being created now. Like you know, I, I do some acting and stuff like that, and some some stuff like this that. This might like be boyfriend. your big breakout, right uh, here. Hey, man, I will have to thank <laughs> Matt Sarah again. <laughs> well, listen, we're having a, we're having a good time, and thanks for my Star Wars mug. You brought me in my gift. That's a Christmas present. I like that. The dark side. <laughs> I'm all about it. You know, you love coffee. You love Star Wars. I, cool. I figured I, it was a nice little gift. And let me tell you something. I'm a big fan of Boss Rootin' too. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the fights this weekend. And when is Dominic calling? Uh, t- ten minutes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's bullshit a little bit about these fights this weekend. Let me look. See, I'm going through my notes. All unprofessional because where is the fight card, Chris, the producer? Yeah. Where is that fight card? That, oh, here it is. Uh, by the way, I talked. I don't know if I talked to you about the prelims. You know, John, we had Johnny Hendricks on the other day. Yeah, I listened to that. And he is. Oh, he's a great guy, isn't he? He's such a sweetheart. He's just a nice guy. Yeah, just a nice like a sounds like a nice just a nice country boy. No, like. I'm really happy that he feels like he's found the right nutritionist because you know it's it's such a weird sport that we're in because somebody looks great, then they look terrible, then they look great and look terrible, and the people don't realize the sports science aspect of it. They think like somebody's like, "Oh, he's just lost it." Like, you know how hard this is? You know how hard it is to recover from this and yep. eat the certain way and like how much chemistry it really takes and you know. Yeah, well, he sounds happy with the team he's with now and yeah. he's uh he's saying he went back to his roots. You know, that means wrestling. And, uh, yeah, right. he's very passionate. I like, I like, I like hearing like passion in people's voices. Like me talking about fucking X Men or jujitsu uh, or jujitsu. My favorite, yeah. one of my my favorite UFC on, unfiltered on though was you and Danahar because listening uh, yeah. to you guys talk about jujitsu was like listening to like two masters. You know. Yeah, John Danaher. What a, I mean, that's so funny, man. Me and him, we could be like the new odd couple for fucking <laughs> if they ever did that. Like he's like the guy. Listen, the guy is a fucking genius. John yeah, Danaher. for sure. I mean, but 
every genius is, they say, a little psychotic. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's fucking out of his mind. But he's a he's a good guy. No, I mean, look, the guy's wearing rash guards. He's he doesn't own a television. All he's he's got such a mind for jujitsu. One of the best minds on the planet for jujitsu, because that's literally all he does. I mean, I mean, not to be, I'm not attacking and, and the guy. And study philosophy. Yeah. Well, he's a, yeah, he's a fucking. Uh, He's an odd duck, but he's a great guy. Yeah, you for know? sure. That was one of my favorite and, um, podcasts, though. I don't think, uh, I think the word normal's, um, I don't think it exists. I think everybody's out of their fucking mind. Yeah, to their own. You know? I'm people crazy, just, I'm totally sure of it. People just put on better uh, better masks to be like, oh, look, the normal mask. Look at my Facebook pic with me and my family. But everybody's <laughs> everybody's out of their fucking mind, Chris the producer. Especially you. I'm glad you got rid of it. Are you done with the flannels for the season? Yeah, I think or you're bringing in, them back. No, nah, we're just in the I like the hoodie. Now. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank that. you, man. Thank you. My wife got me a bunch of new clothes. <laughs> Chris no, is like, well, I like the segue. <laughs> no, but I'm just like, I, and and I think she got the pants a little big because I've been eating so much. And I was going to be like, no, it's too big. And then I put it on. I go, oh, fuck, I don't need a belt. <laughs> oh, man. That's fucking sad. No, that's just, that's just not right. She got you a bunch of new clothes, but yeah. why do I picture that being like 12 black t-shirts? Oh, look at this. This is the exact list of new shirt. <laughs> Christopher, this is like, didn't you wear that last week? I have Because like your closet same... looks like Batman's closet. Exactly. <laughs> it is. I wear black t-shirts and fucking jeans, you know? Right. That's it. I mean, listen. It's your uniform. There's a lot You're of things I don't put a lot of like um, thought into. I mean, I like comfort. And uh, we were talking. Do you know we had, we had on, uh, <laughs> I'm all over the place. You know we had G-Eazy on? You know who G-Eazy is? I heard he's the dude who came out with the song for this for 207, 207, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to, if you put him in the, if you throw his name in YouTube or something, you'll see a lot of, you'll know a lot of his music. Listen, I am a hip hop. Thing. Yeah, I know. Well, we both like Tribe yes, Quest yes. and stuff like that. Yes. Tribe is also... <laughs> people don't talk about them. Oh, I love them so much. Yeah, they're good. Me too. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it like that. I, I'm not crazy about new hip hop, though. Uh, listen. I, I'm trying. Some songs. But everybody sounds like they have a sinus infection to me. The yeah. hand and the hand and the hand and the hand and the hand and the... <laughs> yeah, I, listen. I just like the beat. I like to do that when I'm rolling because the guy just get funky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Back to the fights, Phoenix. Yeah, I, I know. We're all over the place. Nah, it's all good. Now I'm like you with um, the ADD. Now, what do you think uh, uh, with Johnny Hendricks? He's fighting Neil Magny. Are you familiar with Neil Magny? Yeah, I am familiar with Neil Magny. I think he's a really good fighter. I mean, he's Dangerous had a lot dude. of losses, but you know, he's yeah, also but, had a lot of wins. Uh, did you see his fight versus uh, Hector Lombard? Yes, he won, but didn't didn't it was like close? Like Lombard almost knocked him yeah, out, and then Magny came back. That's even more impressive. Me, t- yeah, I find that. that and the yeah, way he came back. Uh, how did he stop that fight? He stopped that fight. How did he stop that fight? I'm looking right now. I don't. Remember. Yeah, look that up because that was one of those where I'm like, oh, it's one of those where it's oh, it's over, it's over. No, and then he came back. He had to weather a storm. Yeah, third round that, TKO. Yeah, he, yeah. And, I, and that guy, and I like uh, Hector Lombard. So he, that guy's a monster. He is a monster, and I like him because he's you know he's another guy. He's like an action. Figure. He's another guy off fucking. High. Yeah, he's a He Man <laughs> figure. That guy. Whatever happened to He Man? Remember those action figures? Yes. They used to be, all of them were like built. Even when he was Prince Adam, he was See, built. I don't know if he always goes on this tangents What's with that? the superheroes or if it's just because I'm here. No, I mean, well, <laughs> if you might bring it out more. But <laughs> yeah, first, I think he I, has a I little more I'm, leeway today. I'm, but, yeah. I'm pushing, like, Chris it's because like, I'm well, here. Well, I know you're into it. I love it. You know? And uh, and I, listen, again, we know what I'm doing Friday night. And Jimmy's coming over. I'm excited about that. You're gonna he be watching the fights, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm watching the fucking fights, and uh, and I keep I keep have to remind myself that it's Friday. I remind everybody in our audience that it's Friday. It is Friday. I mean, I, there's no way I could miss this. 
This is Rhonda and the Amanda. Card, I can't. The whole card miss is that. awesome, and there's so many questions uh, regarding you know Ronda Rousey and her return. And you know what, man? You know what? I'm not. I'm not a fan. Well, of that what? what? Fair weather friend. Yes. That's not me. Did I say that right? Fair weather yeah, friend. Yeah. Yes. Because I mean, I first of all, I'm not, I don't even think I'm a friend around this, but I'm a fan. A fair weather fan is what I meant. Did I say that right? Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I I lo- I love watching Ronda fight. Yeah, she had a, a a rough loss, but then how many people just jumped off her bandwagon like a bunch of fuckers? Yeah. Oh, look, she's never that. Oh, really? She just she took out the whole division. I mean, she put women's MMA on the map. You know what I mean? Uh, took out tough tough girls. You know, laid out uh, Beth Carrera. Yeah. Uh, you know. And her, her her arm lock transitions and her grappling in general is a thing of beauty to watch. I mean, you know, the girl had a tough loss and then everybody, oh, they have her figured out. Well, I'm not that guy. I don't, I don't feel that. I think styles make fights. And I was saying this the other day. I feel that uh, Holly Holm is going to be, is, is a way, stylistically, is a way tougher matchup than Amanda Nunes. I think so too, only because... There, there's people the thing that I love about boxing I, I boxed first and it's just really about just offsetting and being out of line because it's all geometry and lines and angles and lines and fighters who can do that and figure that out to me are the most amazing and the most beautiful it's like a performance it's like dance so they're just harder to catch because it's in out second in second out slightly offline the fact that she's a southpaw it, you know, there's just a lot of things that was like the perfect storm for Rhonda. But this, you know, Amanda's more of, I mean, and I said it when she was on here the other day. She called in the other day and I even told her, I'm like, listen, you, and I meant it in the best way possible. She's like a bull out there. She, she comes is, forward. She is a bull. She stalks her opponent down and she puts some fucking soup bones on her, man. She's she puts, really well rounded too, though. Hard. Yes, she is. The Listen. The, the the you see a little the the one thing that that that, that stands out a little bit or or at least in the past has is the uh, the, the the endurance you know even wow. Rhonda stated that she goes oh you know she better take me out in the, in the first round or something like that because everybody knows she guesses by the second or well, third so it's like she know and knowing that knowing that that Amanda put a beating on Kat Zangano in that first round I think maybe even in the second round until. She got a little winded, and Kat, being the tough mother effer that she is, yeah. weathered it, and then ended up beating Amanda Nunes. You know, Kat Zingano. So you know, well, Kat like always takes a lot of punishment, and then all of a sudden, like wakes up. She's like yeah. very, very, very tough. Yeah. I wish she wasn't such almost a slow starter in some yeah. retrospect, because I would love to see more of Kat Zingano. But with Amanda Nunes, recently I was listening to her talk about how she has like allergies and sinus problems. So maybe it's like she has terrible breathing. Maybe she's got like a deviated septum. I know she's like muscular. She could have anaerobic issues where her body like tightens up and that's what exhausts her. And because as soon as somebody, you know, I study sports science, like that's my other day job. I have like nine jobs. You have like, like 20 Jamaican. jobs, Phoenix. Yeah, I really do. It's, but she was talking about her allergies and her sinus problems. And I'm like, hmm, that's usually, that's respiratory. That's cardiorespiratory. Well, I don't know. It's either that or maybe she's allergic to the fucking Versaclima. Who knows? <laughs> but it's, listen, maybe she's not running hills, Phoenix. I'm not, listen, I'm no doctor. 
I don't study the geometry. I can hardly uh, even uh, <laughs> fuck. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But <laughs> listen, it sounds like a lot of people probably do. But uh, no, my point is this. Five, now we're talking five round fight. You yeah. know, and uh, Rhonda, she definitely, I mean, I don't know. I've been watching some of the uh, the countdown stuff too. She's, she's not, she's in good shape. If looks say anything, she's looking like a fucking superhero. Yeah, she's in know? very good shape. And that's what I love about her. Like, I know a lot of people talk a lot of crap about Rhonda, but her discipline and work ethic have yeah. never been in question for her entire fight career. And I really, really respect that. You know, you know, yeah, you know, no, listen, and, and, and Amanda. Is confident, and I, I asked her the other day. I'm like, "How do you feel? How do you feel like if you? How do you feel you match up just grappling, Rhonda? Because that's what I want. I want to see it get into a grappling match where now she's going versus a legit black belt. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know now does she? She she's saying she feels comfortable everywhere. I want to see that. I want to see them grapple. I would and like they're to going see that to. too. I feel that it's definitely going to hit the mat, and. I, Amanda does not have the style to try to stay away from Rondi, Rhonda, nor does nor do I think she wants to. She's no. going to go out there and try to hurt her, and doing so gives her she gives her the uh, pretty good takedown defense too, though. Yeah, but well, she might like who going she to fought, the ground who she with her. fought like Rhonda though. With that yeah, because Rhonda's you know? judo is amazing, and people kind of like will give Rhonda crap about her striking, and I definitely think it needs to evolve. And she, we haven't seen her in a year, yeah. so perhaps it has. But she has these hyper flexible elbows. Yeah. So when you see her punch, and she has hyper flexible elbows, obviously from judo yeah. and and you know just not being armbarred and getting out of things. I have the tightest shoulder. Like the, the scariest thing for me is a key lock. I'm tapping before that thing is even yeah, on because yeah. I have the tightest shoulders imaginable. So, but she's got these hyper flexible arms. So when you see her punch, it's like it's like yeah. all over the place, and it doesn't she's, look you know, sexy. A lot, of, a lot of people give her shit for her her, her stand up. Meanwhile, not too long ago, she knocked. Out Beth Carrera, who's that's her thing. Is, yeah, is, is she likes yeah. the, she likes the bang standing up, and uh, and other than that, nobody's ever rocked her or hurt her standing, whether it's Misha Tate or anybody. So, you know, again, Holly Holmes a different type of fighter, yep. like fucking Achilles from In and Out, like ding 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 yep. ding ding. You well, know, then karate. You know, when you do like point fighting and yeah. stuff, they teach you in the beginning when you first start karate. I used to do karate and like you blitz in and out so you learn like george was really yeah. good at that like you learn how to get in get out real quick because of the point fighting which i hated yeah. i used to get disqualified for excessive force all the time but it would be like you it's like you you throw like a spinning back fist or, or a back fist or like a sidekick and then you get right out and they'd be like point you know so you're used to that like cut in you're used to that and it's that's hard to build that if you didn't start a base from that like karate background. So Holly has that. George has that. Much of those karate. Yeah, Amanda. Had that. Amanda has power, and she has Brazilian jiu jitsu. I mean, listen, it's a it it's a great matchup. I I want to people. Some people are saying, oh, you know, she's almost like she's going. She should have fought somebody else first before she got right to this or whatever, because she lost the last one. I, I think Juliana Pena was saying that. Yeah, Pena. yeah, Juliana Pena wanted yeah. that shot. I mean, anybody yeah. wants to fight Ronda because you want that celebrity, you yeah. want that popularity. Well, I think she was want... saying that for the. Uh, I think she was she should have got, got the title she fight. Got the title yeah, shot. but uh, but I don't agree. To be honest with you, I think Ronda's done enough in this sport that and and she took out everybody in front of her, but one person. You know, I mean, the fact that, you know, some like Longo was saying that because she was a champion, she should have wanted to get right back in there. Well, that's a champion does is. And I say yes and no. I mean, she's been I mean, if look at her schedule for yeah. leading up to that. You know, you what want I mean? the science part of that. You want this like the scientific. 
Fuck down to science. Well, you, can you, can you layman terms for me? Uh, okay, so like I believe, and what I think this in? is a lot of reasons why people go on TRT and stuff like that, is that if we're talking about the human animal, fight or flight, right? Yeah. You only have for like a couple seconds a day if you were running away from like a saber-toothed tiger or something. Okay. But for fighters, you're in fight or flight. You're hitting your adrenals a million times a day when you're in training. You're sparring in the morning, then you're hitting your your strength and conditioning, and then you're doing this, and then you're that. Then you're fighting. So it's six weeks training camp, fight, fight, fight. Six weeks training camp, fight, fight, fight. You're hitting all these hormones so much that a year off, I sometimes think is a good idea, especially after a knockout, because you have to replenish all your hormones, now, all look, of that muscle now, that's look, getting, I'm going to say know? that same shit in like former cage fighter terms, all right? <laughs> Just okay. so the audience, because listen, some of the audience is going, oh, wow, that Phoenix Carnavale, she knows what, other people go, what the fucking levels of what? People get this tired. This is the thing. <laughs> they, people, listen, a fight camp is very draining. I'm going to tell you from a guy that went through a bunch of them. And uh, one after the other, plus what she was doing on the side with whatever else, the movies and this and that, and promoting these fights, I mean, yo, you, you need a rest. That's, see, that's, I mean, look, I like the way you said it. Yeah. You ever say it like that again, I'm switching right back to the fucking comic book. Don't ever <laughs> well, let me, let me ask you, how tiring is, is it to do <laughs> interviews and stuff like that? Like, was it exhausting for you? I have fun with everything, Phoenix. Phoenix, you're asking the wrong dude. Yeah, but I you, have fun you, with everything. You, but you were kind of a little bit more beloved. Like, people either love Ronda or hate Ronda. Like, uh, it's got to be... Well, listen, the thing is this. But she's also a huge... Like, the bigger you get... You know, the, the harder you fall yeah. when it's when when it's your because you know what it is the, the the upside of that is when you're you're killing it is that everybody wants to be near you and you everybody the Hollywood's calling and mm-hmm. commercials and the you know, the doing a phone commercial you're doing this you're doing that everything's great and then there's a lot of people out there jealous of that and hate that and the second you slip up that person slips ah you see they're not that great and that's a shitty shitty attitude. But, but you know, I think a lot it. of also people had a lot of problems with her, what they would say is her lack of sportsmanship at certain yeah. times, you know? I, I feel, and this is what I feel, and, and and it wasn't for everybody that she did that. With Misha, she had some issues with, the the only one that's a little out of character, I feel for her, would probably be the Holly thing. Mm-hmm. But she, she listen, you, you when you're about to fight, we don't know how, I bet if she would have beat her, she would have been... Uh, Super gracious, nice. yes. like how she was hugging uh, cats in Ghana after yeah. that fight. And- she's she's you know she shows you know sympathy and and she's not a bad winner. She had some personal shit with Misha, yeah. So I mean that is what it is, and that's the one that's the one that you really have to point to that where that you're saying that people get a a bad taste in the mouth. And she didn't uh, you know touch hands before with uh, Holly, but hey, I don't give a shit. It's about what happens afterwards. You could be a prick before. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying she was. I'm just saying, like, you got to get your mindset to fight another person in the cage. You got to do whichever you got to do. Yeah, I mean, I interviewed her twice and she was great with me. No, listen, I think she's a sweetheart. And uh, what the fuck was I up to before I got into all that? Bring me back, Chris. Well, you were talking about glove. I don't know. We were talking about Ronda. We were talking about glove yeah, touches. We just, I, yeah, we were just talking uh, about Ronda. shit. I was going to say, not many people, you know, Matt Brown, Cowboy yeah. Cerrone recently, they didn't yeah. touch gloves before they fought. It's like, yeah. is anybody complaining about Matt Brown? No, not to, you know no, no I, mean? I like, think people get hard. Listen, this is, this is my take on that. Ronda doesn't give your typical cookie cutter answers. So whenever you wear your heart on your sleeve, and I, I feel she does that, 
you're going to have people, and whatever you are, who you are, instead of just not trying to, uh, this, this, for those of be fighters I get on here that just say the, the shit that you, people think they, they, they want to hear. Yeah. Like the very, like the stereotypical answers, it's like, oh, fuck. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know. Like what would, but, what do you think is like stereotypical answer? Oh, just, you know, I'm in the best shape of my life. And, <laughs> and you know, I don't look past this opponent because every opponent's the toughest. Whatever, all that shit. And it's, and don't get me wrong, a lot of it could be, it could ring true. And part of it, I guess, is just the questions you ask where they have to do that. That's why I try to keep shit a little bit more loose. You know what I mean? Just make it a conversation where I'm just, you know. And, and then, you know, I like to just shoot the shit with these people. But uh, but with Rhonda, she's so her just herself. Whenever you're just yourself, like myself, uh, I got people that like me or, or they fucking and they don't like me at all. And uh, I'm not going to change who the fuck I am for that. No, you don't. You should you never know? have to. Thank you, Phoenix. I'm going to be me. <laughs> but uh, whenever you are, whenever you are, you, you are, people are going to, and and you're unapologetic about it. You can have people lining up to like you, hate you and, and whatever. But you got to, you know, as long as you feel you're being true to yourself. Look at me. I'm, I'm fucking inspirational. I think you are pretty. Thank actually, you. we've had some we've had some pretty deep talks. Oh yeah, I remember breaking up with somebody. You gave me some good re- relationship advice. Yeah, what I say, match dot com. No, <laughs> you were like, what I say. You don't. Know, uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't I gave such good advice. No, it was basically remember. like it was like if my spidey senses are tingling about the guy, I should trust my instincts. I it always like, bring it back to comic books. He does. It's me when I give advice. He does. You see that, Chris, the producer. When's Dominic going? Any minute now. I'm, I'm in no rush. We're shooting the shit here. Yeah, I should be calling And, uh, you know, Dominic, I first met Dominic. I can maybe save this when I get on the phone with him, but we did a thing. Um, we did a thing for the army, uh, for, for, the, for the military, like for the troops. Right. It was at a fight night, and we were riding horses, and we were hanging out. We had to go to a puppet show. We, had to, we did a lot of shit. It was myself. A puppet Dom, show? Oh, I don't know. Dana tried to hook us up with something, and he brought in some entertainment for the troops. And, and it, was it was a puppet a, show? Oh, it was fucking, it was brutal. It was what it was. No, it was literally a puppet show? It was a guy. It was some kind of famous It was comic. like Geppetto and shit? Like what? Not Geppetto. I don't understand. No, it was Geppetto. It was, um, I don't know the guy's name. Maybe Dominic will know. But that, that's <laughs> when I bonded with Dominic, I feel. That's when At I became friends show. with Dominic. Dominic's another guy. That's uh, opinionated, and he's very good. He's a very good analyst. Oh, he's great! You know, I I, I love watching him on on the Fox. I like watch. I love watching him cage side, and uh, it looks like he's setting himself up for something. You know, after fighting for sure, because a lot of because what happens is you got to be a guy that speaks your mind with shit like that. Like I think Dom, Dominic has no problem getting into an argument with anybody about what he believes in with that shit, and I see him arguing with a bunch of guys, and I love it. Because the guy's not doing it just to argue. To argue, he's doing it because he's stating his points, and this is what he thinks. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah, especially... Dominic's got a little bit of attitude, not to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. I, I think especially it's cool when somebody's legit and they just... The reason they're arguing is because they're so confident in their own opinion yeah, that they're like, no, this is... I'm I'm 100% secure and saying whatever the F I feel. Too legit. But too legit to quit. <laughs> so, she's just showing like our age right kid. now. It's horrible. Nobody knows what the fuck that uh, is. But, but <laughs> sometimes when it's fabricated, I just roll my eyes. on like, But I really feel like he's like, nope. Fabricated? I'm, I am this fabricated? confident. Fabricated? Talk to me. How? Who? I don't think you Dominic mean, Cruz oh, is fabricated. Oh, you're saying just when people try to put on a fucking show. Yeah, when it and becomes too WWE to yeah. me, for me, I'm like, oh, Yeah. No, he don't do it like that. No, he legit he feels... He beats guys down verbally. He fucking beats them up verbally. I mean, we're going to have TJ on later on. But I remember seeing him sit down with... Was he here? No, no, no. Oh, I seen him with an interview with TJ, and it was fucking cringeworthy. With Anik? Is oh, yes. Yeah. 
He's got that verbal judo going. Yeah. He fucking, he was just like, listen, this is why I'm going to beat you. Stay why you're going to beat me. No, no. And he's no. like, oh, you, don't, he have, goes, you no. don't have a reason? And then he's like, oh, no, oh, you're saying no. You're saying you're just going to beat me. But how? How are you going to be? And he's fucking, mm-hmm. I love that shit. And I'm going to bring that up to him. Yeah, because he's an analyst. Person. So he brings, he breaks it down to, as a science. And he's a, a very uh, unique guy to watch fight, Dominic Cruz. Like, and he's got to be a hard guy to prepare for. Definitely. You know? I mean, he comes at... The, what he does... The only guy that does something a little bit similar... We talked about this earlier was uh, the winner of the... Uh, the Oh, no. Yeah, he did win the fucking... Yeah, Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott. Why are you got to cut me off, Chris? Please? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm only kidding, Chris. I fucking... But I had it. You thought I was going to say Tim Means or something. No. Because we talked to Tim Means the other day, too. He's a scrapping motherfucker, Tim yeah. Means. Yeah. yeah. You, you familiar with him? Yeah, I've seen a yeah, bunch you know, of his He's fights. fighting on the... Uh, on the on the UFC fight pass prelims at seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. I don't know if you know. You know. <laughs> he's he's got he's got to plug it. Well, I got to plug this shit. It. Well, I mean, listen, I you know why? Because I'm gonna forget that it's Friday night. So I keep saying it so it sinks into my head. All right. Well, it works. It's working for me. All right. Well, I'm not gonna forget. Literally, I want the people to remember. I got nothing you know? else to do. I got, I'm gonna watch the fights. What are you doing for New, New Year's Eve? Is going on too. You know? I, I do not like going out for New Year's Eve. That's like amateur hour, no? Yeah, I don't Unless like it. Unless like you're single and you're going out and be like, I want to kiss somebody when the balls drop. The no. Ball, the ball, first of all, when the, the balls, balls drop. Not, not the balls. Keep it, <laughs> the Phoenix, balls keep drop. it clean. You're embarrassing Chris the producer. <laughs> Nobody's balls are dropping anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> when the ball drops, I got to kiss somebody. No. Remember being that person? I'll be home. Remember being that person? Boyfriend. At, at the club? No, because no. I, I wasn't going to make out with some idiot that i didn't know yeah i said the same thing <laughs> come here i don't care if you're a fight in the open white class get over here chubby i gotta kiss somebody i'm only kidding <laughs> fucking hey i'm talking about my younger years you know i'm a husband and a father how was your christmas it was good i went was to go it? see rogue one again Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One. Again. Jimmy called in the other day and he said, and he wasn't a big fan of The Force Awakens, which I was. I enjoyed The Force Awakens. And by the way, rest in peace, Princess Leia, uh, Carrie Fisher. That was very upsetting to me. It's very upsetting. It's very upsetting when somebody's so iconic. I heard that she got done filming. I don't know if it's a rumor that she got done filming the second yeah. One of those. Is that true? Yeah. That she know. had done all of her sure? scenes. Yeah. I'm on Collider. It's like a nerd website. I that watch I that love. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that. You ever listen? You ever watch a comic book girl 19? No, you've keep, I you keep telling you about it. You know why? Because she's kind of like us. She's into yeah? that shit. I know. I got to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. She, she seems a. She's, she knows her shit. She did stuff on the X-Men, the backstories, and she did something for the YouTube. Put her in there and, and watch her. Okay. I yeah, will. You'd like her. She's our people. <laughs> yeah she's our people she's uh, like, you know who's not who chris the fucking producer he yeah, doesn't like the comic I, you know chris you gotta get on it chris 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 gets disgusted with me he goes know. home to his fiance and he's like this fucking guy <laughs> are you married yet no uh january 7th you're going Ooh, away that's awesome yeah, yeah i'll be away that week after that that week after that and now who's gonna be taking your spot lou yeah lou's gonna come in and I'm sorry. That was that was Phoenix that belched everybody. That was not me, everybody. All right. All right. I'm not I have the worst burps. They're like Michael Jackson. I'm like Michael Jackson when I burp. Like, hey. Yeah, drink some seltzer. <laughs> drink, some, bad. drink some seltzer and belch for me, will you please? <laughs> Come on, you're going to gain some fans on this fucking if thing. I if I learn to belch? Belching. Yeah. Ah, I'm not good It's all right. It's not, hey, listen, I'm not asking to pull your finger or nothing. I'm not getting sick. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a gentleman. <laughs> That's terrible. 
<laughs> it is fucking awful. Oh man, look at look at Krista Padusa trying to get Dominic on. This is, listen, we got three people calling in. Today. I know that's a lot. They're all people I want to it, talk to, though. It's so much. Listen, it's so much more. It's so much better when they're in the studio with us. Yeah, because you, you have I eye mean, contact. Yeah, and I like it's 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 a fucking hangout. You feeling that this is a hangout? Yeah. You feel good? Definitely. You having a good time? I am. You comfortable? Because this is the fo- the official podcast. I UFC. know you keep don't reminding me. Just don't get don't don't ever think about that and get a little shy. They, are you trying to like make official, me sweat? I'm just listen. Can I just tell you something? Chris the producer when he's all fucking making a collect call. I don't know what he's doing over there. Um, is that him? No. Okay. Uh, he'll tell you how many downloads we've been getting. I want to know. Chris the producer, how many downloads we've been getting? Uh, without getting specific, we have millions of, of downloads. Honestly, millions of downloads. Don't just great. try to please me. See, we got no, over 5 real. million? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Look at that. I just throw a number out. Over 5 million? You know what I want to know about before Dominic gets on the phone? What is that? Do you know where the next looking for a fight's going to be? Do you guys talk about um, it yet? Oh, there's one coming out January 2nd. Okay. And uh, that's the one. And we're, uh, and I, I, I think I can say that. You know what? I'm gonna keep you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep you in suspense. I'm not telling you where I'm going. I love it. But it's it. fun. It's like the travel UFC show, and oh, and you know I've done time. some martial arts traveling in my day, and You've done uh, it all, I have no, no, the most awesome experience of my life, like top five things I've ever done. Thailand. That's one, but okay. it's not the number one. Is when I did Kali on the beach of Cebu, Cebu Philippines, with oh. these ex marines. But teaching me Kali on the beach. Oh, look at you. I went I went to the Philippines to corner a friend of mine who was fighting in a boxing fight. And right. then he also had to go to the wedding. And I'm like the only girl who can corner you at a fight and then be your date at a wedding Very like, nice. the same week. So we go and after his fight. This is your boyfriend you're talking no, about? No, it was a friend of mine. This is like several years ago. Okay. And um, after his fight, we go to Cebu and he's doing all his like best man stuff. Okay. And I'm on the beach with these guys just doing Kali knife fighting and stick fighting for like hours every day. And the wedding party is like, who, what the fuck kind of date did you bring? You is your, a, is your friend a, it's a Electra. ninja? Like, <laughs> he brought Electra from he's like, what is she? The wedding party is like out taking photos and I'm just in the background like whoosh, whoosh, with like that sticks awesome. and knives. And there's nothing like going to a, country and training in their mother art oh, there listen, while you're there you, don't bring me back to brazil in 1995 or something okay. no i want to know how well, was I mean, that oh, was training in, in was brazil the, i was a purple belt i was at gracie baja in uh in rio over in baja de Juca. only only american on the mat i remember that like it was yesterday what a fucking what a great feeling weren't you, know? you the first american to get a black belt under henzo under henzo gracie yeah technically technically Yes. Well, I am, because Ricardo Almeida is Brazilian, I consider him. Okay. But he was born, I think he went over like two months or two. So he was born in the States. Okay. Uh, but uh, but I'm still taking the title as the first American, because I grew up over here. Dude, he loves you. <laughs> he like, when he talks about you, he's who, like, Ricardo well, Almeida? no, well, I'm sure I love Ricardo, Ricardo loves you too, but Henzo, the way Henzo talks about you. Nah, Henzo's my Henzo's my family. Mm-hmm. Henzo's family. We we gotta we gotta hit Mustang Sally's. Me and me and Henzo. We get these beers that uh, you ever had the chimney sh- chimney beers. No, I don't. It's drink. like you ever ever had chimney beer. What is that? What is it? It's I'm like sure. stronger than a regular beer. And we just fucking line them up. There's a couple times after hanging out with Henzo, and then I get back on the railroad to go home, <laughs> and. Uh, my I'd fucking miss my my wife would pick me up at fucking fucking how many stations like I get dry I get well Hen, Mr. Henzo was shooting the shit and you know one beer turns to eight or nine and and the next thing you know I'm sleeping past the uh, Massapequa station. <laughs> 
I woke up in fucking wrong context. Do people recognize you on the on the? God, I hope not, because I sleep. I bring my sunglasses and I wear them. I'm not the sunglasses indoors type, but you know, I, I wear them on the train when, okay. I'm, laying, when I'm sitting back because I'm passing out every time. Like, I you see cannot what I came, sleep see what I, on the see what I walked mass in this transit. Morning? You see the way I walked in? Yeah. Well, you better right. not. You're girls. You can wake up with somebody. No, I woke up with some you. guy rubbing my butt once. Uh, well, listen, I'm sorry. I'm, not about, kidding. I'm sorry about that. I thought you were awake. No, no, I'm kidding. That wasn't me. But um, let me tell you, I always fucking crash. All right, I'm taking Great. a leak. You're going to take a leak? I'm taking a leak right do now. Do I have to like do anything or can we go to commercial or something? Yeah, we'll take a break. What do you mean? What do you want to do? Uh, nothing. I don't. <laughs> we're taking a break. I'm not going to sing. We're taking a break. <laughs> You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. TJ Dillashaw. What's going on, brother? What, dude, what's up, man? It's Matt Sarah and my buddy, uh, Phoenix Carnavale. Hey, TJ. Yeah, hello. My buddy, uh, you're going, th- I guess you're going, what are you doing right now, pal? I'm uh, just chilling in my hotel room, man, just uh, eating some breakfast and drinking some coffee. And you're probably doing media out to Kazoo, no? You're promoting this thing? Oh, yeah, quite a bit, but nothing too bad, you know? I've been through the ringer before, so this isn't, this isn't too bad. <laughs> the thing is, you're used to being like the main event, you know, and stuff like that. Your card, your fight right here, I, I, I was saying it earlier, is like the dark horse on this whole card here. Because the, the card is an amazing card. And I'm sure yeah. you're psyched about being a part of that. You know, 207, Absolutely. insane card. But you versus uh, John Lineker, I mean, I'm looking at that. I'm like, yo, I, I know everybody's talking about Ronda because it's so excited about her coming back. And uh, then you got Dominic fight. You know, you got that the, the title fight there versus uh, Cody. But uh, this is like the dark horse, man. This, uh, what do you think of your, your coming? What do you think of John Lineker as an opponent? Oh, he's a tough guy, man. He's super, super tough. You know, I wouldn't say he's the most technical out of the guys I've fought, but he's definitely, uh, definitely tough and wants to trade and, and throw some heavy leather. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about it, man. I'm super pumped. Like you said, I'm pumped to be on 207. Um, I was on UFC 200, so I kind of got used to the being being behind the shadows a little bit and not having to worry about all the media. You know, because the 200 card was so stacked as well. That uh, me and Asensio kind of got to escape by without doing too much media, you know. So it's it's kind of the same thing here. I was there live for that. Congrats on that. That was a good fight. That was a great fight. Yeah. Oh, Thank you. And now when I look at this fight, you know, and I'm looking at it, and I know your work with Dwayne, and your style is is uh, you know, this is it's got the making of the uh, the bull versus the matador. Am I am I calling that correctly? Yeah, man. Absolutely, for sure. I mean. It's really the the technician versus the brawler, if you if you may, you know. You know he does. I mean, his fight with with uh, versus Donson, and that's another guy that's hard to hard to get a hold of, mm-hmm. you know. And he yeah. did he did find him. I love the way he's, he he is he is. He, I, I I I do enjoy the way Lineker fights, where he's got that that brooding style of coming in with those hooks and the starts on the body, and he ends upstairs. Obviously, you you know working with Dwayne, you know. I mean, it's just like you feel like when you look at this guy's style compared to you know a guy like Cruz, who's got a, a wackier style. I mean, is this guy like look? You do you look at this guy and say, all right, this is a style I'm I'm tailor made for. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this, this guy is tailor made for my style. He's basic, man. I, I I know what his plan is. I know what his game plan is, and so it's easy to work around someone like that. You know, it's easy to. Uh, put things together to see what he's coming in to do. Just like you said, he comes in, he loves to, loves to come in, come in and throw hooks and, uh, body end upstairs. And, you know, he's kind of a, he's got the blueprint. You can see it at every fight ducks his head down and, and hopes, hopes to hit something while he's swinging for the fences. 
And that's uppercut central for you then, TJ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny because I know that you train, uh, tra- you train, you, you train yeah, with Dwayne. How tough is that to say? Train <laughs> with Dwayne. And, uh, it, and that's that, that whole almost like Dutch kickboxing style of movement. Do you find that you get a lot of your good cardio and speed from the way you guys drill? I mean, I'm really jealous of how good the drilling is. And, and, I, and I know that you record a lot of that on Instagram. Like, here's like a six-part combination that we worked on, and you go partner for partner. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, so we do a bunch of the Dutch-style uh, drills at uh, Ludwig Martial Arts, and um, it, it'll definitely get you in shape. You know, I don't have to do road work anymore. I don't do... I don't do a bunch of extra stuff to get in shape. I get to do fight applied um, working out. You know, I get to uh, go into Dwayne's gym and, and just kill it on the pads and kill it with uh, some partners doing some drills. And uh, that gets me, that does enough work, more than enough work to get me in shape. So it's been kind of nice to just get better at the same time as getting in shape and not having to worry about doing extra, extra conditioning. Yeah, because you shell up and then it's like just ants call and answer. You shell up and re- and then you answer right away with like a, a boxing combination. It's really, really awesome. I I love to get out there and train with you guys some, at some point in my life. <laughs> oh, you should. It's amazing. It's it's definitely uh it's a great way to learn as well as having to beat your body up. You know, when as soon as I met Dwayne, he he drills kickboxing like a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like the same way I would go into a wrestling practice and I would drill a double leg a hundred times that's what I'm going to do for certain combos or for certain game plans or to learn certain strikes. We're going in and we're drilling, you know, we're, we're putting the reps in through, through your muscle memory without having to, without having to go live and hit yourself and, and beat your body up. It's more about getting, being more of a, a technician. You know who we're talking to later on? We're talking to uh, your sensei's sensei. We have boss, the great boss Rutan's going to be calling in later, which we're psyched about. Yeah, he's a great, he's a great dude, and he, he's awesome to talk to. He's, he's a lot of fun. Oh, he's so much fun. He's better than boss Rutan. Did yeah. you, you ever get to work with him at all? I know you were, you know, you're working with his, uh, you know, number one student over there. But you ever get to work yeah, with him? He, I do, man. He's come up to Dwayne's and done a couple seminars and taught some classes out of Dwayne's. I've gone down to uh, the Burbank area and actually went to. Uh, boss's gym and worked with him a little bit as well so it's uh it's definitely something i've always wanted to do and crazy how it's worked out that i've gotten to you know i mean boss has always been a legend that i've looked up to and now being able to to learn some techniques from him is, is amazing nah that's true man i can't wait to talk to him in a little bit now listen on that same card obviously you you know you're gonna have your antennas up with this one you're gonna be watching this dominic yeah. cruz dominic cruz is fighting your old teammate cody garbrandt uh, and another yeah. fight that I'm super, I'm just, I can't wait to see. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? How do you, how do you think Cody matches up with him? What do you, and, uh, and, and, and who would you rather face, you know, if you had to fight the winner of those? Yeah, man. I mean, that's, 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 um, Cody's a very great athlete, but I think he's come up a little bit too fast for, for this fight. You know, I think, uh, Cruz is a little bit too experienced and too, uh, savvy for him. I think it's gonna be a tough fight for him to find Cruz. Um, but obviously you never know. He's fast. He, he might be able to get it done. You know, I, I really don't care who I have to face to get my belt back, but on a on a personal level of getting a win back, I'd love to beat Dominic Cruz just because I felt I won that first fight. I mean, a lot of people do. Even the UFC has told me to my face they thought I won that fight. And so I'd like to I'd like to get that loss off my record, you know, just like I did against Asensio, another loss that I felt like I didn't quite deserve. And, uh, you know, I'd like, to, I'd like to face all these opponents that uh, I've, I've lost to. So I think that, I think that'd be the, the best storybook to get my belt back, you know? What would be different? I mean, what what did you learn from that cruise fight, from your first cruise fight? Like, how would you face him if you got to face him again? Uh, I mean, there's there's tons, tons of things that I'd be doing 
doing differently. Like I said, I thought I won that fight, so it'd be like the smallest changes I would really need to do. But um, you know, it, I, I, I would need to use my wrestling a little bit more. I mean, I let Cruz kind of use his timing and get on some shots that didn't really hold me down or score many points with, but was just able to get in on those shots. You know, I actually feel like I'm a better wrestler, and uh, I'll take advantage of that next time. You know what I mean? Instead of just trying to knock the guy out. Now, with this fight with John Lineker, are you obviously you want to make a statement with this? I mean, you look at the uh, the state of the bandweight division, and obviously, you know, you you make an exam. Are you are you looking just for the W, or you want to go out there and make an example of him to say, look, man, I'm fighting next for the title. No, you know, no question about it. And I try to make an example every fight. Oh, every fuck fight yeah. I step in, <laughs> I'm trying to make examples. I'm trying to prove that I'm the best. You know, beating Rafael beating Sincel pretty handily, I thought, was, was good enough as well. You know, I was ranked one since I was ranked two. You know, I thought for sure beating him as well as having the fight that me and, me and Cruz had was going to warrant me a title fight. And now, once again, man, I'm fighting a number two ranked fighter. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to keep knocking off the best fighters in the world and keep bringing them. You know what I mean? I mean, Cruz can run for me as long as he wants. He'll fight number six and number eight which doesn't really make sense that I'm actually the one fighting the tougher guys. So the way I look at it is I'm actually the one fighting the title fights. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I beat Cruz. Um, I'm fighting the number two contenders. He's fighting number six and eight. So you tell me who the real champ is, man. Damn. Yeah. Damn, Phoenix. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I mean, do you feel like you've been, you're being overlooked or at all? Absolutely. For sure. You know, I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if it's the UFC trying to promote Cruz to give him a a sweet desk job behind that, behind uh, the commentating or what, or if it's Cruz just scared to uh, to rematch me again, man. He knows I won that fight. He admitted it to me after the fight. Oh, he snap. admitted it to you? Oh, dude! After as soon as the, as soon as the bell rang, he came up to me, rubbed me on the head, and said, uh, "Congratulations, man! You did great." He's like, "I didn't do too bad for being off for four years, man." Right? Like, congrats. And and uh, his coaches come up to my my coaches and tell me tell them my coaches congratulations that they have killer on their hands and that to keep doing what we're doing, you know. But then the decision goes and happens, and he just acts like he's the man. You know, he's, he's on top of the world. He's unbeatable. That fight was easy for him. So it's just kinda, he's a politician, man. He'll say what he needs to do to, to look his best. Oh, man. Well, let me tell you, I'm, I'm actually – I mean, these guys fight again. That's a whole other conversation. Oh, I would love gonna, to see that, that fight again. <laughs> that's gonna, yeah, you never well, know how it goes down. And a lot's going to be decided this weekend. Friday night, 10 p.m., pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Matt Phoenix. keeps saying it because he keeps forgetting that it's Friday. So I he's know. reminding himself. It is weird, it is weird yeah. on a Friday. But, uh, it's a weird man. fight when you're getting here, getting here early and getting ready. Here. You know, I'm, used to, I'm used to weighing in on Friday. So yeah. just, just now, a little bit different. No. Right now, week of couple, you know. Listen, right now you're in the zone. Right now, you're probably concentrating on your weight and whatnot. What do you do to relax the week of? Just try to have some fun, man. I mean, <clears throat> hang out with teammates. Uh, shoot, we're staying right next to Top Golf. I might go. I might go swing some clubs later today. Who knows? Nice. Um, hey, nice. But just trying to just trying to chill out of my room and weight's always an easy thing for me. I mean, I've I've gotten real good with my diet and the way I eat. And the wife's always making me some healthy meals and and keeping my weight on track. So it's uh. The weight's like the least of my issues, actually, really. You know, I mean, battling the scale is the easy part. Really, I just kind of hone in on my opponent, kind of get my brain right, and just get ready to put a smile on my face, man, when I get to walk out in front of a packed stadium with people going crazy. I mean, it, it's a great feeling, man. I love what I do, and I can't wait to step out there on Friday. Do you get energy from the crowd? I remember I've only I had do. a couple of fights, but I remember that used to make me like 10 times better than I was because I used to get like charged from it. You feel that? I definitely feel like I'm a gamer. You know, I definitely feel like the night of the fight, I even do better than I do in practice, just because the fact of, 
you know, having fun in front of everyone and trying to show off almost, you know, it's almost like you're trying to put on a show out there. And that's why I feel like I'm always, uh, I'm always trying to be an entertaining fighter as well, just because I do feed off the crowd. You know, I do kind of have that in the back of my head that like, uh, you know, it's kind of weird to say, but hey, everyone, look at me. Look how good I am. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, 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 that comes through. That comes through for sure. It's for certain fighters that you could tell are having fun in there. And, like, that's yeah. the difference. Some guys become, like, uh, what you call gym fighters, where they're good at the, the gym, they're good in the practice room, and then they go in front of a, somebody, the, the same guy, they go versus, uh, in, in, in the front of the spotlight, and they clam up because they're not having fun. They let that anxiety get to them. Mm-hmm. And then there's other fighters like TJ here, like he's talking about how he, when you see him fight, he's putting on a show. Guys like uh, Tony Ferguson comes to mind, El Kakui. He's fucking yeah. doing the El Kakui dance in the middle of his fight. <laughs> you know, you can see the guys that are yeah. enjoying it out there. And damn, I think that makes a, a huge difference in their performance, to be honest with you. Absolutely, man. I mean, I, I have no no worries, you know I mean? Sure, yeah, the worst thing that can happen is you get, you get knocked out, you get beat. But, you know, what, man, it is what it is, man. I still get to do what I love to do. I'm on top of the world right now. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting paid to, to go out there and, and compete. That's what it's something I've done my whole life, and I love it. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I've learned to have fun through fighting because it wasn't always that way from my, my wrestling career. You know, I kind of went out there super nervous and wanted to perform and kind of putting pressure on myself. But I don't know, man, as soon as we got more eyes on us and, and just kind of all the attention and, and, and talking about the fight leading up to it and all the hype. It just kind of kind of makes it fun for me. I don't know why. Yeah, that's as Matt would say, living the dream. Living it. You know? Yeah. Living yes, the, live the dream. Well, speaking of putting on a show, did you watch Uriah Faber's last fight? And what did you you know think about your your former Team Alpha male training partner and, and his retirement and all that? What, what were your thoughts on it? I did. I did watch it. He looked. He looked a lot better than he has in the last like three fights. So I was happy for him to at least go out looking looking good. You know, not going out with losing three or four in a row and and feeling feeling bad about himself. At least he was able to uh, put some stuff together and get a good victory before retiring. Oh, that's nice. Yes. All right, yeah. hey TJ. I know you got a fight to to, to focus on. <laughs> um, ha- listen. Okay. I want to wish you the best of luck. You're fighting John Lineker. Friday night, Phoenix. Friday night. All right, not Saturday. And uh, I can't wait to watch it, man. Thanks for, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Absolutely, man. No problem. Anytime. I, I, love, I love being on your guys' podcast anytime. You guys can hit me up whenever. You got it, man. Say hello to Dwayne. And uh, good luck, brother. I really appreciate it. Take care, Bye. TJ. Ciao. All right, brother. All right, TJ. That's the great TJ Dillashaw. And um, he is a gamer, man. He's yeah. a gamer. And you can, you can tell the guys that are having fun in there. It's such... I mean... Like I said, like I said, I keep bringing up El Kukui because I like, first of all, I love saying El Kukui. Because <laughs> of the dance? That, I'll tell you right now, that was the, that to me was the difference between him and um, RDA when he fought him. RDA started fucking landing in that first round when he was fighting Tony Ferguson. And I'm thinking, how much is Ferguson going to be able to take? And then when it wasn't putting him away, Tony Ferguson was just, you seeing him smiling and just digging it. Just digging it. I know RDA is going to. He was pointing. He said something with his poked in the eye or something. But, hey, man, you have to deal with that shit. I don't want to be a hard ass. When I fought BJ Penn, I picked up a leg for a single. He bit me a little turned up a slash uppercut little tiny thing that I was looking sideways. I was seeing sideways for fucking literally a month and a half after that fucking fight. Oh, my God. And I had to deal with it. So, I mean, you got to deal with that shit. You're getting punched in the face. Um, but uh, you could tell the guys that are having fun in there is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, El Kukui dancing. I love that. TJ Dillashaw, he puts when he's landing stuff, 
when he takes when he and then making guys miss and he's got you could tell he's loving it and he's knowing the crowd's loving it. That's so, when you know to get out, right? Is when you're not having fun anymore. I've heard people say that's that true. all the time. I, well, and when and other things become the, the priority. Like for me, it was like I was hearing guys, oh, this guy wants to fight. If you, I used to hear a guy wants to fight me, I'd be making my, I'd be like, that's the worst thing he could have did was call me out. I'm gonna <laughs> get this motherfucker. But I remember hearing something like that. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm taking my kids to the park. Literally, I was about to take my kids to the park, and I just didn't care. So I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, that's not right. I should be caring. You know what I mean? What do we got, Chris, the producer? Uh, I was going to jump in. So we're going to call Boss in a minute. Oh, Yay. I can't wait. Dominic, I think we just got messed up scheduling-wise, so I don't think we're going to get Dominic I, Listen, today, we're going over anyway, and, yeah. uh, you know, I love Dominic, but, you know, now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for Cody. <laughs> <laughs> let's call Boss, yeah, man. Let's get boss I want to get Boss rooting on the... I'm fucking psyched. I want to find out about this Swedish jail thing. Is this, is this him? Yep. Boss? Is this the great Boss yeah, rooting? Yay! It's, 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 it's the unbelievable boss. Oh, boss! Let me tell <laughs> El you, Guapo. you are on UFC Unfiltered. Jimmy's on, Jimmy's away this week, but you're on with myself, Matt, Sarah, and uh, Phoenix Carnavale. And I am so so psyched to be talking to you. For people that, first of all, everybody should know. If anybody's listening to this podcast and doesn't, and they don't know Boss Rutten, I might tell them just not listen anymore because that's ridiculous. He is a true pioneer of this sport. And he's a legend. People say legend. They throw that word around too much, Phoenix. Yes. He's a fucking legend. But you are a legend, boss. And boss. a great personality and a very cool cool person. You got two of your biggest fans here, boss. You really do. Man, that's, that's, a, that's a great begin of the whole talk. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How are you, my friend? Doing great, man. I mean, I was just sitting outside in the backyard. You know, in the, in the, in the sun, it's nice and warm. When you're out of the sun, it's, it's starting to get cold here. We're, we're turning into sissies here in California. <laughs> so and you're living in Cali still, and uh, I want to talk about what you got going on with your with, with anything coming up movie wise. Because let me tell you, besides being just a bad motherfucker, he you ever see you see obviously the Kevin James movie Here Comes yeah, the Boom. Yeah. Besides other things, but that one stands out for me because dude, you were fucking great funny. in that movie. Very funny. Thank you, thank you. You know, I, I actually did an episode of uh, Kevin Can't Wait uh, last week. So I think that will come out this week or, or next week. Um, and, and it was a, it was a funny thing. So it's, a, it's a fun part. So you never know. You know, never know what, uh, what comes out of everything. You know, movie here, movie there. I just did another movie, or just did. I did like two years ago, but it just came out. It was called uh, Mercy. Uh, oh, no, that was Mercy Rule. River Thief was this one. Nice. And although the people didn't really... You know, they said the movie was a little slow, which I, I, I think it's one of those festival movies. I, I had a great review, so I, I said, I'll take it. Okay. Oh, where can I, where can I see that? I'm going to find that. I'm gonna... you, you can just watch it. Look it on. Uh, I'm a bad guy, man, in this one. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, really. I'm, yeah, killing. killing. I, oh, shit. Um, I can't wait, yeah, man. Try, just Google it. Just Google it. You know, The River yeah. Thief. The okay. ri River Fort Thief? Uh, and listen, uh, I got the inside scoop on your uh, on your appearance on Kevin Ken Wait. I had uh, I had the great Ray Longo was on set and he told me. <laughs> Do you know that? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're like <laughs> you're like I saw him. Yeah, Longo told me. He goes, yeah. He goes, boss was on Kevin's show. It was great. But uh, I'm gonna be looking forward to that because Chris Wyman was on a show, on an episode of uh, mm -hmm. of Kevin. Was Ken he Wait. like a cop or something? Yes. Oh, he was great on it. I don't know if you. He was really great. That was his first acting job. I was, I was, dude. I was twittering about it. Uh, tweeting about it. <laughs> yes, this is crazy. He was really, uh, he did really good. 
No, no, I was, I was, I know what, and I just watched it recently. I felt bad because it was right before his fight, his last fight, Chris. So I was concentrating on the fight, and I, and I just, I just found it recently on, uh, on demand or whatever. However, I got it. My wife found it. I don't know how to find it. I'm the worst with the like doing anything with the TV or the computer or whatever. But I watched it just the other day, and I freaking loved it, man. I can't wait. Now, boss, you have a lot of fights. One of the fights. That first of all, back in the day when I first started watching you was in the nineties, mm-hmm. and uh, and I and obviously back then Phoenix we didn't have the it wasn't like everything on computer or whatever. It was no, just, it's like you I, ordered it from Black Belt yeah, Magazine I, in the back of the magazine, I, and you got the VHS tape. Exactly, and I would watch these things, uh, these pancreas fights. And and I saw this, you know, a bunch of there's a bunch of Japanese guys. Then you had guys like you had Ken Shamrock over there. That's where mm-hmm. he was getting his start, and they'd be fighting in regular like. The, the, you know, the short, like, trunks or speedos, whatever. But they'd have these big boots on, right? And they're not... They, and, boss, you... In those days, you weren't allowed to punch. You had to f- hit open hand. So I'd see this... So I'm watching this thing, and then there's this big, bald-looking superhero from Holland <laughs> just palm-striking guys and dropping them. That's you, boss. That was... That must feel like ages ago. It was ages ago. But tell me it about those days. Ago. You know, it was it was a crazy time. Those are rules. Uh, those were rules that were all you know uh, made for the Japanese fighters. They were great on the ground, so let's give them shoes. You know, hey, let's <laughs> put some shin guards on because the striking. Let's stop the striking there. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's not do any gloves. Let's do open hands, but open hand strikes to the face, but that they still have their hands for rear naked chokes. You know, she's yeah. well, it was kind of designed. I truly believe so for the Japanese fighters. But uh, I loved it. I, I used to hit like that as a bouncer. With palm strikes, because I saw my buddies getting their hands, uh, uh, breaking their hands. Yeah. So I said, ah, that's not going to happen with me. So I always hit with the wrist part of my thing. I, I never slapped. I just hit with that bone that's very close, to, uh, you know, but there at the wrist. I have to tell you and that it, I've been watching you, you ear, for years. It works. And I remember that because I, I just watched a lot of your tapes and it was like the bing, the bang, the boom, or whatever. And I was at a bar one day and this guy licked my face and I palm striked him. In the, in the jaw, palm striked him, and that was my ode to Boz Rutten. But it's okay. We're friends now, me and Phoenix. Oh. And we, we made up after that. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. It wasn't me. I wasn't the pervert doing that. Yeah, no, you palm strike so you don't break your hand. No, you know what? I didn't even think about those old pancreas fights being geared more towards the, Japanese. the Japanese grapplers. Cause, and it's true, though. They, I mean, the leg locks with those boots on, mm-hmm. holy man, that's nasty. I mean, that is... I mean, first of all, a guy with good leg locks is hard to get out as it is, as is. But with those boots on, it's almost ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. It's crazy. Boss, you know, I said, what, 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 with the heel hooks, you know, they, are, they, they started taking it out at a certain point because, you know, everybody starts messing up their knees. I, I, yeah. I saw the, I, I didn't know what a heel hook was, and I saw it the day before in the, in the highlight reel, and I look at my buddy. And I go, man, that's a cool move. I'm going to try that if I have the chance for it. And the next day, what do you know? I'm in that position. And I go, yeah, let's try it. So I lock it up. It's an inverted heel hook. From, I'm sitting in half guard. His leg is over. I grab the heel. I lock it up. And I fall backwards. But since I never did it, I had no clue what was going to happen. Yeah. I think oh. it snapped his shin bone in half. <gasps> you know? Yeah. Wow. And, I mean, his knee was stronger. So and that was pretty much the last fight. I think maybe one more after me uh, injured his knee. And then Pancras says, you know what? We got to take the heel hooks out because this is getting crazy. Everybody got injured. You, you, that, you know what's funny about that? In Brazilian jiu-jitsu, when they first came out with the sport, 
You know, they they had they had the heel hooks allowed with the Gion. And uh and I remember the guys were telling me in Brazil they would go, but one year they had to get rid of them because one year everybody was blowing out their ACLs and they said, All right, enough of this. Because what with the heel hook compared to the Achilles uh, uh lock, the um the, the the heel hook, it starts on the foot. And you're like, Oh, I don't feel it, I'm fine. And then it goes then it goes right up to your knee and tears mm-hmm. it. So it's a real, real I mean, and with boots on that that that's actually just ridiculous. <laughs> you get the right guy yeah, on that. Oh man, that's rough. Way too much grip. You know, it's a toe holes and heel hooks. I mean, everything knee bars. I mean, they can't pull out. You know, it's like uh, they're wearing a gi almost. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that friction. Oh. Yeah, but and it boss made us good at leg locks. Yeah. Now, boss, let me ask you because this this out of all your fights, and I don't know why this one stands out in my head. I know why, because it looked like a, a, a freaking monster movie, is when you fought, your la- it was your very last fight, not for nothing. You were you were in a spring chicken. I think you were my age now. I'm 42 now. When you had your last fight, how old were you? Yeah, 42. Yeah, you were my age now. And I'm not doing that shit yeah. right now, Phoenix. I'm pretty relaxed <laughs> now. But Boss had his last fight, and Kevin James was in his corner, if I remember correctly. And he yep. fought, I don't know if it was a last-minute replacement or something. I forgot exactly. He fought this big, uh, I think he was a Native American. What, what was he, yep. an Indian guy? What was yeah, his name? Yeah, yeah, it was Native American. Yep. And it, Now, Boss is not a little dude. Yeah. He's not a little, you know Boss. He's a big guy. This now he was up to this guy. This guy was a giant. He was a big freak, and it was an it was a, it was awesome. It was like a comic one of those comic book movies that we love. Phoenix, <laughs> he was he was just combinations on this dude, and it was just awesome because the guy was able to take some because he was a big dude. You wait, did you take him out in the first round? I took him out. Yeah, but low kicks actually. Low because, kicks. Uh, I, I had a phone call from uh, Don Fry uh, days before, and he fought him, and he says, "Dude." That guy is a hard head on him. And I, I go, you know, I, I pulled a, a muscle out, a rib. But I said, I'm going to try to knock him out. If I, that doesn't work, I'll go for low kicks. If that doesn't work, I'll take his uh, butt down and I'll, I'll go for a submission. So that, those were the game plans. That was so, a fun uh, after fight. After hitting him very hard, I go like, okay, let's let's throw some low kicks. When, when did you end that in that fight? When was it? When, how'd you finish it? It was the uh, second round or, th- or first? The first round. First round, low kicks. And and that guy, you know, he, uh, Ruben Valerial, his name is Warpath. But he, he took that fight on two days' notice because I was supposed to fight Kimo Leopoldo. Yeah. Uh, but he could test, he tested positive for steroids, so they took him out. And then I was in shock because I had so many injuries. I spent like twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 just on you know, getting me, keeping me into the game. And I go, oh, yeah. man, if the fight is not going to happen, I'm going to lose a lot of money right now. So thankfully, Ruben Valerial, he stepped up and uh, saved the day. Warpath. And that's funny, Warpath. That's the name of a... <laughs> Not to get too nerdy it's on your boss. That's no. The Warpath is from a is from is Thunderbird's brother in the uh, X Men. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> it always goes back to comic books with me, boss. I'm really just an embarrassment. But uh, that fight, how big that guy weighed? How much did that guy weigh? I, only because you got to understand, this guy was huge. How big was? Do you know how much yeah. the weight difference was? Yeah, I, I think it was like two sixty. The guy was gigantic. So, and I was, uh, it was it, like two ten or two twelve. I've been always about that. <laughs> Yeah, he's my weight now, boss. Do you <laughs> so look at the difference, right, with the rules and everything now, and like the way things have changed? Do you, do you what do you think of like how different the sport is from when you started to to what's happening now? You know, not you know, for me, not as much. You know, the, the early days where they had no rules and all that stuff. You yeah. know, and there was no referee. There was a referee, but he was not allowed to step in. That I didn't like because we, we all know there's some crazy guys out there. You know, if I get knocked out. 
then I would like somebody to pull him off instead of getting like six, seven more shots to the head. You know, while you're out, that that's not going to be healthy. So with all the rules changes, I the thing that I in Japan we had 30 minute rounds. That was the biggest difference. Yeah. And no weight class. And then when I came to the UFC, they they actually that was the first. I was believe it or not, that was the first heavyweight champion because that's where they created weight classes. It was. 200 pounds and under and 200 pounds and over. And I, I believe it was middleweight and heavyweight. That's what they called it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was the first tournament, a short uh, tournament, like uh, Kevin Redelman versus Maury Smith. And then I'm first uh, Chiyoshi Kusaka. And then the winners would fight for the title. So that's how we set that whole thing up. So yeah, it was crazy. The, the rules, 15 minutes and two times, three minutes overtime. Those were the rounds. But now with the rounds... You know, I weight classes. I like it better. You know, the size does matter. We all know this now. Sure. And I think it's much more uh, healthy for the fighters as well. Yeah, it wasn't until like UFC 14 and still I started using gloves. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Came a long way. <laughs> Boss, I'm, I'm reading here. Now, look, I didn't know this because I know a lot about you because I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. But I just read that you're a certified culinary chef and a passionate foodie. Which is awesome because I'm a fatty and we could have been hanging out ages ago, <laughs> me and you, boss. I didn't know you could cook. I would have been asking to be your yeah. friend so long ago. Talk to me about that. You know, I, I went to culinary school. Yeah, the French, uh, the French cuisine, so to say, oh. uh, you know, which was a school and they, they go hand in hand with they, they have certain restaurants or hotels that are, uh, you know, like, like really good places where, where you can also train. So then you go to school for two days a week, and for the rest you work. Oh, wow, that's uh, it's awesome. A, it's a great combination. Yeah, what do you nice. make? Like, what's really your favorite dish? Nice you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a very simple guy. I like, uh, you know, barbecuing and all that stuff. But, you know, when, we, when I cook at home, um, you know, I always make, like, a really nice soup, like a bouillon. But, you know, it takes a couple of days to make it, so it's a really good one. You can really taste the difference. Oh. And a nice little salmon appetizer with like a hollandaise sauce and then maybe filet mignon with a mayonnaise sauce or a, or a cheese sauce or a red wine sauce, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I, I make some really good stuff. It's, uh, I, I love it myself. So, no. <laughs> and I'm a critic. Oh, cool. Nah, do you make any Italian food, by the way? I'm just asking. You do my any... wife is really good at that, uh, my friend. So you, you have to come over here one time, brother. Well, that's an invitation that I'm definitely going to take you on. I'm, I'm in L.A. You might be getting a call and you're going to, no, I was just saying that for the show. I'm going to go, boss, I want to come. <laughs> you got me hungry. Uh, what can I say? And then you, and then you play this tape. Play <laughs> exactly. This I'm gonna, you should come back. I'm going to play this. I'm gonna... like, I didn't say that. <laughs> Listen, boss, are you are you watching the fight this weekend on Friday night? Are you watching Amanda Nunes versus uh, Ronda Rousey? You know, yeah. Uh, let me ask you, what do you think of that fight, of that main event fight? What do you think of Amanda Nunes? And do you think, I mean, you know, Ronda, you, listen, as, a, as a, a, a former fighter yourself, you know, how somebody comes back from a loss is, um, is, is, is a big, big thing. It's such a... It's such a mental hurdle, if, especially if you haven't lost before. Um, I know she's lost before in competition in judo and whatnot, and, and it's come back to win. And But uh, it's, it's different, because when you get your ass kicked in any other sport, yep. you don't really get your ass kicked. You know what I mean? So in this one, yep. she's coming back from um, a brutal uh, loss. Uh, what's your take on this? You know, that, that is exactly what you said. It's all about it's about her her mental state. You know, can she, can she shake it off and keep going? We saw great... Great fighters, you know, who, who looked unstoppable, and suddenly they get knocked out. And after that, the careers they go down the drain. You know, the only guys I always say that didn't don't really have that are the K1 guys. 
you know, from Japan. Yeah. They will get knocked out, and then they come back and win the whole tournament again. I go like, man, this is so crazy. Their mindset is so simple, so to say. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah. It's like, no, I lost. So what? You know, let's go up to the next fight. But a lot of other people, it starts going over in the head. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. And when that happens... It will happen. You know, it's always the same thing. You're sending out a signal. So hopefully she can shake it off. She just got hit by home. You know, she had a really stiff jab that she walked on. Yeah. And after that, she lost her game plan, lost everything. That doesn't mean she's a, that everybody now suddenly can do that to her or that home can do it again. Yeah. You know, you so know, the mental state, uh, it, that's it. But I, I think with Nunes, if she keeps on the feet, stays on the feet, lies on the feet like she did with Shevchenko, mm -hmm. you know, she really needs to fight Ronda like that. She cannot clinch with Ronda. Don't even try it. I wouldn't throw her single kicks because she's doing that a lot. Or unless, of course, she throw really hard to the head. So it will, because that buys you a little extra time since Rousey has to block it first. Yeah. But low kicks, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go for low kicks. Uh, and you can go for it, but set it up with strikes. Yeah. Rousey, yeah. because if you watch, they, they should, she should right away shoot in as soon as there's a low kick. Just count it with the right straight and immediately follow through with a takedown or for a clinch, and then from there on. See if you can get the takedown. And I think once it goes to the ground, I believe Rousey will win by submission. I truly believe that. Yeah. And I know that, uh, you know, and Nunes has a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu yes. and in Judo a brown belt, I believe. But she, she never competed in it, for what I believe. You know, and if she did, we never heard of it. So it, it couldn't be as high as a competition level as uh, Rousey had. So it's all about that, you know. It's all about Rousey. How does she come back from it? She... Uh, you know, if I were her, I would move backwards the whole time in the first two minutes. Uh, you know, two minutes is a long time if mm -hmm. you're fighting. Yeah. And, uh, but if you move backwards the whole time and the audience starts getting antsy and now people start shouting and then she's trying to avoid the fight, she's trying to avoid fight. Now Amanda Nunes might be start overcommitting to her strikes, yeah. you know, because now she has, needs to run in instead of step in. And that's exactly what you want. You know, as soon as she starts overcommitting, boom, there's the clinch. And then see if you can take her down. Uh, this is why we love you, animal. Boss Rutten. I just want to interject with that. <laughs> like, this is totally why we love you <laughs> and why you're a great commentator as well. Because, it, you know, it's such a clear image in my head of the way that fight could possibly go if they're smart about their strategy. And, um, and I yep. just, the muscle memory of Ronda with her judo is just exceptional. Well, the thing is also, uh, compared to Holly, Holly's an in and out. She's got that footwork yeah. and... And uh, Amanda doesn't really fight like that. She she's she's a she looks to put those fists on you, and in doing so, the the clinch is it's almost inevitable. I I feel yeah. so. I feel yep. it's going to hit the floor. I'm interested to see exactly how she does in the grappling realm with yeah. Ronda, being a um a brown belt in judo and a black belt in jujitsu. I think that's going to be an interesting question right there. Right. Yeah, I, I think in the women division, there's nobody can touch Ronda with a submission game. You know, and never say never. You know, yes. Anderson so suddenly getting by Pettis to submit to an armbar while he just received his black belt, and he's really good also. So if they get cocky, you know, then of course something like that can happen. But I think right now the last thing from being uh, Ronda is the last thing uh, person from being cocky right now. I think she she yeah. comes in with a renewed, hopefully. Mind and if that happens, then she might win the fight. But you never know, man. Nunes, she can very hit the kicks. Everything is so powerful. Yeah, she's well, very tough and overwhelming. The card is insane. I can't wait to watch that, boss. What else? No, what else? You got anything coming up? Anything you want to plug, buddy? What well, we got you on here? You know, I'm, I always say to the people, you know, if you want, to, there's no more Christmas presents, but it's a late <laughs> Christmas present. Look, look at the O2 trainer. You know, that, that long training device that I had. 
uh, invented a while ago is doing wonders right now. You know, if you uh, you met, if you if you want to work out your lungs, you let me know and uh, send me a text. I'll get you one. I'll yeah. send you one. Oh, that's good, Boss, man. I do You're actually want to ask you about that because Wait, I know that you Phoenix, have... he was talking about giving me free shit. No, and no. You cut me... No, I want to talk <laughs> ahead, about the ahead, free shit that he I'm, wants to give don't, you. Don't forget that, Boss. I would... And I want <laughs> one too, but I know that you've had, you had asthma. And there's, yep. there's another reason why, you, you know, one of my role models because I have asthma. And they used to tell me I would never be able to do like martial arts or fight competitively, you know, having asthma and stuff. So because you're asthmatic, is is the O2 train or something that you got involved with because of that? You know, that's how the invention came. I mean, I had this invention when I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. I, I was, yeah, I was a severe asthma patient. So I had asthma all the time. I had to use an inhaler. But then like once a month, once every five weeks, I had an asthma attack, which would be seven, eight days in bed, yeah. not able to eat because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Like when people cough up and they think they have asthma, trust me, it's nothing compared to that. You know, it's a really, you're constantly <laughs> for 24-7, yeah. for seven days or eight days long. <clears throat> but I also did track and field. So after an, uh, after an asthma attack, when I would resume my track and field, I would always break my running times. I would just run better. And I, it blew my mind that I was trying to figure out why it was. Is it the medication I'm taking? What is going on? And then I went, when I went to the doctor's office, I saw a big uh, poster of a, 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 with a drawing of pieces of a lung on there, you know, the, the, the lung pipe, the avioles, the lungs, they were all drawn out and, and it showed where the infection is in the lung infection. As a kid, you think it's in the lungs, but it's not. It's in the, in the air pipes that go to the lungs. Bronchioles, That's yeah. where the infection is. That, and, so, and that was right away when I saw that. I go, oh man, I've been working out my lungs. I mean, they had to work really hard to pull air in through that infected area. So after doing that for eight days, now when the infection is gone, it's much easier for them to breathe. I, I, was, I was working them out. I was training them. So why don't I come up with something that controls the air intake? And that was literally my thought. And that started, kept going in my head. And then finally, I started making it. And now I'm cured from my asthma. I haven't wow. used an inhaler for the last three and a half years. And I use it for every single fight. I always carry an inhaler normally. Because when I sneeze really loud or aggressively, you know, you have to probably too, your lungs close. You know, you have to spray them open and then you continue again. So everywhere right. I traveled in the past, I always needed an inhaler. And I don't even travel. I don't have one in the car. I don't take one with me. You know, so I'm totally cured from it. I, I said it to a friend of mine who had asked by Holland. Within eight days, he didn't use his inhaler anymore. He, he sells them now in Europe. Yeah. You see, and now I have tests. I mean, I got Usain Bolt, three other gold medalists. Everybody's doing inspiratory muscle training. Wow. And I have the guy who trains them. And uh, it, it, it's really amazing. We're going to come out with 18 medical journals in where it's proven. It's not clinically tested. It's clinically proven because a lot of these uh, ads, you know, when they say, oh, it's clinically tested. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything because we still don't know the results. It's tested. What was the result? Was it a good <laughs> result or a bad result? But this is 100% proven, clinically proven in medical journals what it does for you. So if it does for an asthma patient, what it does for me, then you can only imagine what it does for athletes. Now, wait a minute. Now, I thought you were plugging. I thought you were. What exactly you? I thought you were plugging your home thing that you're punching. You're. Uh, am I out of my no, mind? No, he was talking about the O2 no. trainer, the oxygen trainer, oh, the, the thing that makes you look like Bane. Oh, that thing. See, that's... I bring up superheroes. He totally knows what yeah. I'm talking about now. No, no. Oh, but what about your home? Your home uh, uh, workout? Like, somebody's holding pants for you, but there's nobody there. What? What is that? Yeah, yeah. The body exercise. Yes. Yes. That's, uh, 
Yeah, that's a nice little thing also. Yeah, yeah. You can do everything. You can do uppercuts. It took a long time to make, man. It I thought you were hooking me up with one of those. Like don't the, I don't have asthma. Yeah, no. see, that's, George see, Foreman of I MMA. I was just going to say the same thing. I was say, <laughs> this is horrible. He's doing Phoenix, he's steering it through the body exercise. <laughs> that he wants one. That's what it is. Uh, I'm just trying to give as many. Badly somewhere maybe with me next to it. Maybe also. Maybe for <laughs> For a Listen, I'm just giving as many plugs as you can possibly give to you. I want that because I'm and I'm looking for a lot of free shit to be honest. With you. All right, <laughs> boss. Hey, man, boss. If you're ever in New York, please could you could you come in studio with us? Because that'll be a trip, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, if I come over there, I will. Uh, um, How long are you in New York? I'm, I'm going to be here only. Uh, uh, I arrive tomorrow evening. I arrive, and then only till this thirty first. The thirty first, I, I fly right. out at ten fifty. Okay. Well, then listen. Then your next trip, I, I we want you in studio, man, because we'll have a blast in here. All right. Yeah, uh, that sounds good to me. All right, boss. Well, man, listen. Thanks so much for for calling in. It's been an honor. I mean, I remember when I. Not the first time I met you, but uh, I got to know you a little bit. Is when we did uh, one of those warrior retreat seminars. It was myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, ba- it was the yeah. great boss, Rutan, Damian, Maya, uh, Babalu. Oh, man. And that, that, was, that was in Canada, in Toronto. And that's when I really got to shoot the shit with boss. And, and I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's not just an act. He's a great guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he really you is. You too, my friend. You're Thank hilarious. you. Thanks, boss. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks again, man. And, and I'm going to talk to you real soon. All right, guys. Thanks, Bye, boss. Phoenix. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Ask boss. You. Take care, brother. You. Ciao, ciao. Take care. What a great guy. Huh? Legend. Wait a second. Did you get to roll with Damian Maya? No, but. Damn it. Damian Maya, being the guy that he is that's so humble with that warrior retreat thing that we did, that, mm-hmm. that whole seminar thing, he actually jumped in my everybody's seminar. He took my seminar. Very humble guy. Just asking about techniques. I and would this love and that. to see you guys train together. That would. Nah, I don't. I don't want to watch Damian Maya tap me out. Who wants that? <laughs> I'm done with my competitive shit. I just like to keep my shit sharp in case I got to defend my family. But anyway, Phoenix, let me tell you. I'll talk to Chris when you leave, but I don't think you fucked this up too bad. Okay, good. I'm glad did, to hear I thought that. You did all right. I know. I know. I, I got a little nerdy with my science shit. I can't help it. Yeah, yeah. Leave that shit at home next time. But listen to me, Phoenix. Not only kid. <laughs> Look at that. She's looking at Chris the Saver. He ain't gonna fucking save you. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm glad you came in because you did me a solid. Of course, you know? Matt. You know, it's always fun hanging out with you. You know, we have a good time. Uh, Any, listen, I know what I got to plug. I got to plug Friday night pay per view, ten o'clock, UFC two o seven. Uh, Nunez versus Ronda Rousey, the return of Ronda Rousey. A lot of questions will be answered. Dominic Cruz versus Cody Garbrandt. I'm not looking at nothing. You notice I'm looking at you? I'm not looking at it. I know. I'm watching these fucking fights. TJ Dillashaw versus uh, John Lineker. I could go on and on. Don't forget about Johnny Hendricks Hendricks. versus uh, Neil Magny on the fight. uh, On the fight sport. Main event of Fox Sports 1. Oh, I was snorting. Don't please don't cut me off. It was the yes. It is. It is. It's Fox Sports (laughs) 1. I was just saving you. Eight o'clock. And then we got Tim Means on the fight pass uh, prelims, and that's at seven thirty. And he's fighting uh, Cowboy Oliveira. I got my Friday night set. I am so excited. All (laughs) right, everybody, listen, Phoenix. Thank you for coming in, Chris, the producer. I had enough of you. All right, everybody, take care. Bye. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.